It was a clinic from yeah. start to finish. 7 nothing lead for Cleveland, pretty good sign early for the Browns to move the football. They go for it on fourth down. They cash in with a touchdown pass from Mayfield. And then that's it. There was nothing else to speak of for Cleveland on the positive side. New England ties the game at 7, and then the Browns show no signs of the ability to stop the Patriots. And on the flip side, uh, there was no sustained drives for Cleveland the rest of the way. New England controlled every facet of the game, and what continues to blow me away is the play and the poise of Matt Jones. And now you throw in another rookie, Ramondre Stevenson, producing at the level that he did yesterday, tossing another rookie, Christian Barmore. Yeah. So these guys hit. They hit on the draft. Uh, they hit on restructuring their roster. And in our conversations with Hunter Henry, one of the newer members of the Patriots, he just raved about the mix in the locker room, the veterans, the young guys, and how much this team has found commonality. And obviously when you win, it, it changes the vibe. But I think even before that, they believed they were a really good football team. It was just a matter of figuring out how to win. Final score aside, what surprised you most about yesterday's performance? I was surprised at how neutralized – uh, the Browns' pass rush was Miles Garrett was basically a non-factor, made a couple plays here and there. Secondary did not look very good. That had been a strong suit for Cleveland. bunch of playmakers. Denzel Ward had a 99-yard interception return for a touchdown the previous week. Uh, people had been raving about Greg Newsom and his ability to step in and play a starting cornerback position in his first year in the league. Ronnie Harrison, John Johnson, ball hawks. It just never materialized. Uh, Cleveland defensively was overmatched, overwhelmed, out physical, which we knew was going to be a big part of the storyline in this game. But the assumption was Cleveland could match New England punch for punch, pound for pound in that category. And the answer was a very obvious and declarative, no, they cannot. You know, you had the Pats earlier in the year, just a couple of weeks ago, and another good win that the Pats had against the Chargers out in L.A., even from just a few weeks ago. How much growth have you noticed from this team? Yeah, these are eye-openers, Brady. When you're looking at a very crowded AFC field and trying to figure out and project what this is going to look like in mid-December, in January, the extra week this year, the extra game. So you've got 17 games, which means you have 18 weeks of regular season action, I just think they're getting better. And as the weather turns, it should work to their advantage. Look, Bill Belichick was thrilled on Thursday that it was inclement weather outside, and they went outside and practiced. And Friday wasn't all that nice either. He got two practices in under conditions, and my understanding is – the guys were cool with it. Hmm. They were okay with it. There wasn't any moaning or complaining. Uh, there's something about this team that has bonded them already, and now with the 6-4 and four record, four straight wins, impressive wins, as you mentioned, L.A. and Cleveland sandwiched in between uh, a very dominant win against Carolina. Uh, they're rolling right now, and uh, I just I think – the improvement has been obvious from week to week. Every facet, offensive line, better. 
crisper defensive line providing pressure nothing fancy just doing excellent dirty work secondary continues to create opportunities Kyle Duggar steps in for a fantastic interception that that helped turn the game that was early but it was an early statement and Cleveland never recovered from it Pats win yesterday 45 to 7 with that win they're now 6 and 4 Ian Eagle from the NFL on CBS was on the call and he's here with us on the Brady Farkas show here on this Monday on WDEV you mentioned Mac Jones and how you continue to be impressed by him one New England football analyst said earlier today he thinks that Mac Jones is just a passenger on this team's plane right now how do you take those comments uh, I would disagree from from what I've seen and from the people that I've talked to uh, look they're not putting everything on him Josh McDaniels is a really smart guy and uh, a fantastic football mind I think he's picking and choosing his spots. Clearly, they're built on running the football, gouging you with the run, and then setting up some Mac Jones plays occasionally downfield. We saw a couple of shots yesterday, but not with regularity. And smart throws, high-percentage throws, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot there with this offense. He, by his own admission, is learning every week, is taking every practice to learn something new, to add to the repertoire. I just like his attitude in our two conversations with him, the most recent this, this past weekend. Look, you never quite know, and especially in the Zoom culture that we're in now, there's a little bit of potential disconnect when you're doing. Some of these interviews are in person, some are on Zoom. This past week it happened to be on Zoom. But his whole demeanor, I I dig it i get it i can see why they like this guy from a physical standpoint and even off the field his attitude highly competitive i think uh, the guys around him appreciate him trust him but is it all on him it is not uh, would i call him a complete passenger on this ride no he he's a big part of it he's carrying his own weight but i, I certainly wouldn't dismiss the role that he's played uh, during the the 10 games that, that the Patriots have been out there on the field. You've called a lot of the AFC contenders games this year. How do you think the Pats hold up? It's really interesting. Uh, the, the AFC truly is wide open, and if you started to try to, to break down who's going to be alive when the smoke clears, Buffalo, Tennessee would probably be the first two teams that you mentioned. And then New England is in that next category. And the only reason why Buffalo and Tennessee would be above them right now is because the resume might be a little bit better. And the experience level of what these guys have done collectively, Buffalo as a team, Tennessee as a team, both teams have made pretty impressive runs in the postseason the last two years. That would be the only reason why the arrow would point in their direction. New England's playing just as good a football at a level that would be considered top level in the AFC right now. But the Bills in Tennessee probably in a classification one notch above. New England, they had to overcome a bit in terms of perception from the first month of the season. And now what they've done over the last month six weeks of the season has gotten themselves back in the conversation. Baltimore would be in that next level. 
similar to, to where New England is. Kansas City would be in that next level, and that's not what we expected. Mm. Just assumed, oh, the Chiefs are unflappable. Uh, they'll run through the regular season again, and then they'll be judged on what they do in the postseason. Well, this year they've had hiccups, and they have legitimate problems on defense. Maybe the Raider game gets them going a bit, but I'm not ready to put them back at that upper level until we see – them string a few defensive performances together, and they prove that they can actually stop people consistently. I'll get you out of here, Ian, on a couple of uh, quick broadcasting questions. Um, I'm always amazed at the versatility of broadcasters. You know, Joe Buck, we know World Series and Thursday night football and MLB playoffs and NFL doing that at the same time. Kevin Harlan's won NBA, NFL at the same time. You are everywhere. NFL, college hoops, Brooklyn Nets. What's your broadcasting schedule like right now? <laughs> Yeah, hectic. Hectic. Yeah. I was four different cities in four days last week with NBA on TNT, the Nets on Yes, NFL on Westwood, and then uh, the NFL on CBS. And I enjoy every bit of it. This is what I always dreamed of doing. This is what I aspire to. So you're not going to hear a whole lot of complaints from me other than planes that are waiting on the tarmac or waiting for a flight crew to get in because they haven't gotten to the city yet and they might time out things that are out of your control the things i can control brady are preparation and then showing up and bringing energy enthusiasm knowledge to the broadcast that i'm doing and i'm excited to be there i hope that comes across when i'm doing the games because it's real it's authentic it's genuine and it's coming from a place of, of real joy. So this week, uh, I've got a couple of net games. I've got the Westwood game on Thursday with New England and Atlanta mm-hmm. down in Atlanta. So I'll have the Patriots again. And then I'll hop on a flight to Las Vegas to do the Raiders and the Bengals. And then I'm going to hope to make my flight from Las Vegas to Cleveland to do a net Cavalier game next Monday, a week from tonight. Wow. And that's the fun part of the season is uh, bouncing around and, and getting to see the greatest athletes in the world do their thing. Well, I don't know how much you get to know the, the, the team broadcasters ever throughout your journeys, but uh, if no one has told you this before, I think that you and Pat's broadcaster, Bob Sosi both look and sound alike. I told him that, and he thought it was an <laughs> honor to be compared to you in that regard. But I think you and Sosi similar. Yeah, I did see Bob yesterday, and one great thing when I see Bob is that we can look directly into each other's eyes. That does not happen every day. So uh, the fact that he also is vertically challenged and has black hair and glasses and enjoys the sport that he broadcasts, I'm going to take it as a compliment. He's great. He's talented. He's gifted, and he's a really tremendous guy. So... Uh, I'm going to also take the positives from that and, and say thank you for that comparison. Well, we'll have Bob on the show tomorrow, and we'll, we'll, we'll pass along your message. So, Ian Eagle, NFL on CBS. He had the game yesterday, Patriots over the Browns, 45-7. to Ian, thanks for some time today, and I'm sure there's a flight to catch here soon. So we will uh, let you go, and we'll talk to you again down the road. Yeah, there's a very small bag of pretzels with my <laughs> name on it somewhere. <laughs> Ian, thanks so much. All right, Brady. See you, bud.